Welcome in, and thanks for joining us for the latest edition of the Delaware Biblecast, a podcast ministry from Delaware Bible Church. I'm Brad Harris, and I'm blessed to serve as Pastor of Administration and Outreach here at Delaware Bible Church. And again, we are coming to you today sharing a series of interviews from missionaries who have joined us for the 2023 DBC Missions Conference, Strengthening Our Partnership. So as we talk about strengthening our partnership, we're going to be talking to two missionaries today that we are blessed to be able to partner with, and that is Sean and Heather Christensen. Thank you both for joining us. Thanks, Brad. We're glad to be here. So Sean and Heather, if you wouldn't mind, uh, just share with us as we begin, for those who may not know you or don't know you well, a little bit about your family and where you're currently living at. So we live in Columbia, South Carolina now. We moved about a year ago from Mm -hmm. Haiti, and uh, we have four kids. Uh, They're all getting older. Ian is almost 23. He's finished one year of grad school and taking a break from that for a while. Eric is 21, last semester of uh, his senior year in college, getting married on July 8th. Uh, Joey is almost 19 and a junior in college. And Ellie is 17 and a junior in high school. I can say that uh, early July is a good time to get married. That's when I got married last year. So, <laughs> Very nice. So that being said, can you tell us about what brought you from Haiti then to Colombia? Mm-hmm. Well, we really have felt for some time that our time in Haiti was about wrapping up. Um, many times people assume that we left Haiti because of all the unrest, and mm-hmm. I, I can say that made it easier to leave because Haiti is, is imploding as a country right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, what we noticed is the ministry we have, which is, was at the Bible school, the Haitians are really adequately equipped to do that. And you know, missionaries should be where they're needed, not mm-hmm. just hanging around, right? Right. And so, um, so that was part of it. And then World Team really has need for veteran missionaries who can equip the newer generation, and that's just so much in our hearts. And so we saw a, a need in World Team. We saw that in Haiti, you know, they could use us, but they don't really, really need us. And, um, and then our kids uh, being in a season of adult change, uh, they needed our proximity. Mm-hmm. And so just everything converged to moving to Columbia where our kids are. Okay. Can you tell us then how you're serving and what you're doing now there in Columbia? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're still full-time with World Team. Um, <clears throat> our role is is pretty vast. Heather can share a little bit. Uh, she just got back from uh, a missions conference in Orlando this whole past week. Um but we do a lot of equipping, uh, coaching, um, missionary appointees, and new missionaries on the field, uh, team leaders, uh, coaching in mission strategy, in uh, putting together biblical theology with missions practice, so that what they're uh, what they're doing is not only effective but biblical. I think biblical is effective mm-hmm. because God knows what He's doing. But uh, but just keeping all that uh, in in place. Uh, so we're, our our main ministry really is to future missionaries and current mission leaders. Okay. So with that, how long have you been serving with World Team? It's an interesting question. It's actually 20 years because it started with me as a single missionary, and I spent five of those five years serving as a single, and then 
married, it's been it's been fifteen, 15. I guess. Mm-hmm. So. So can you tell us that story then of, of how you met and moving from single missionary to married missionaries together? So uh, I was a single missionary in Haiti, teaching in a missionary kids school, kind of like a one room schoolhouse setting, and I did that for three years, and then suddenly found I didn't really have very many students for the following year, and I had been praying about getting my master's in education, so I returned to Columbia to get my master's degree, and Sean was there getting his MDiv in the seminary, and we God just put us in the same group. I like to say God tricked me because I wasn't looking for anybody at that time, <laughs> and, and God put us right in the group and made us friends, and then it blossomed from there so praise the lord yep <laughs> and th- and that is the same seminary where you're teaching at currently right mm-hmm. yeah i'm not i'm not on staff at the school but we we have open access to mm-hmm. influence the 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 uh the students there two years ago i was on the adjunct okay but. one of the things we've done there that's been a huge blessing is there's a lot of uh third culture kids missionary mm-hmm. kids there mm-hmm. and so we're the the faculty advisors for the Mukapa group, which is a missionary kid group, third culture kid group. And so we've just found great joy in investing in these kids, especially their parents are overseas. And Mm -hmm. I know their parents are so glad that there's somebody who knows and understands and speaking into their lives. A little bit of a surrogate mom and dad role. Absolutely. So how did your, and Heather, I know you've got a little bit more history here in the long term. How did your family get connected here with DBC? Yeah, so that goes back a really long time. I couldn't even tell you what year, but when the wits were here, my mom went to Ohio Wesleyan University, and uh, she says they they sent letters to all the students, and she was the only student that came to wow. the church, and so they basically adopted her, and, and uh, she grew a lot in the Lord through their ministry, and then got older, got married, um, went to Haiti as missionaries. That was my parents. And then one year coming back on a year of furlough, uh, I'm not exactly sure how that happened, but we ended up here. And uh, they allowed the five Pawson children to go to Delaware Christian School. And uh, my dad helped Pastor Witt on the staff. And I will say it was just an awesome year. I had come off of the last two years on the mission field being the only girl on the mission center with 12 boys. I didn't have a girl in my class that was my age for several years. And so I finally had girls that were my age that were my friends and <laughs> Sarah Witt and Nikki Carmichael, yep. Krista Jacobs, so I, Alicia Mike Sell too. So I mean, just what a blessing. I have such great memories yeah. of that Names time. we all still know well around yep. town here. So that's neat. Can you tell us, um, and I, this was probably going to primarily hit during your time in Haiti, it sounds like, but when COVID-19 hit, I've chatted with several missionaries here in the podcast who just talked about the major difficulties that they experienced there that in some ways were similar to here in the U.S. and some ways were different. Can you share with us about how COVID and anything else since that time has been a, uh, a difficulty during your time on the field? Yeah, we were in Haiti when the um, when the pandemic really started to get going in in February March of 2020. Um, what was what affected us much more so is the ongoing unrest mm-hmm. in Haiti. So actually, we we were on evacuation status from Haiti 
um, the last two months of 2019 wow. and the first month and a half of 2020. So we went back. Um, I remember getting on the plane to go to Haiti, and a, a, a lady came out at the gate and just said, has anybody been to China in the last two weeks? You know, and nobody See, raised their hand. This was February 2020. This was February. So it was, you know. Right before the there shutdown. Was no tests yet. There was mm-hmm. nothing, you know, nobody knew even, you know, how much it had spread or anything. Um, so going back, things had calmed down enough that we could safely get back to Haiti. And I was teaching again at the Bible school. And then uh, they discovered that COVID had entered Haiti. And so then all the schools were closed. All the churches were closed. And it was just a remarkably peaceful time for us. It was oh. a, Haiti was a great place to be during the, the those early months of mm-hmm. the pandemic. Um, but then, you know, by July, Haiti pretty much said, okay, well, yeah, we're done with this. We're, mm-hmm. we're just going to go back to life as oh, wow. usual. Um, but by that time, we were on, we started our one-year furlough then when we were the missionaries in residence at Columbia International University, um, teaching missions and, and mentoring um, but then we went back to Haiti again after that. And so um, on the whole, COVID didn't affect things, but the the unrest, the gang violence, and the kind of the implosion of the Haitian government mm-hmm. really has by far been the bigger factor. That, that's interesting that you mm-hmm. probably dealt then more with COVID restrictions here than there. By far. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. It was interesting, too, because so much of what the rest of the world was going through with, like, you would plan something and then it couldn't happen. And, you know, we weren't gloating over it, but we're like, yeah, welcome to our lives. This mm-hmm. is this is how life has been in Haiti because of all, all, the, unrest. all the unrest. Yeah, Interesting. So, Sean, I'll, I'll start with you on this one. If you both wouldn't mind sharing your, your personal testimony and then how God led you to the mission field or your interest in missions or... How did you get to where you are? Mm -hmm, Sure. Well, in brief, uh, my senior year of high school, I had some friends invite me to their youth group. I really didn't come from a church background and started to attend and loved it and was starting to read the Bible, starting to pray at night. I was singing Our God is an Awesome God at night. Where was this at? This was in Wisconsin, central Wisconsin is where I'm from. Um, But I didn't know the gospel yet. Mm-hmm. And then uh, actually October 18th, 1989, actually know the date. Um, not that you have to, but I do. <laughs> but I do. And uh, the youth pastor shared the gospel really clearly that, um, you know, it, it's it's about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he paid the debt of your sin on the cross and you receive him. Um, you receive new life in him. And so... He asked for an, an altar call kind of thing. Well, I was way too embarrassed to do that. But when I went home that night, I uh, I followed through with what he uh, told us to pray. And that was the beginning of my Christian life. And so um, just continuing in the scriptures and, uh, and just growing in the Lord from mm-hmm. there. So I was discipled through InterVarsity Christian Fellowship mm-hmm. at the University of Wisconsin-Whitewater. And then went on to seminary. In seminary uh, at CIU in South Carolina, there, you know, I came to realize, you know, where my heart is, is in training leaders, mm-hmm. tra- training church leaders. Um, but of course, hard to do that if you haven't been one. And so uh, when we, when we, I graduated, and we got married, I was a pastor in Wisconsin for a while. We were just persistently seeking the Lord because we had a heart for missions. We knew that this was God's heart. 
and it was just a matter of his time. And then uh, after about 10 years uh, being married, the, uh, the Lord let us know that in Haiti, there's a lot of church growth, a lot of expansion, but training is the biggest need that they have among for missionaries to, to contribute to. And it was just like this clarion call from God that says, yep, okay, now it's time. And, um, and so then we, we applied to World Team because they're the ones that partner with the Bible college that mm-hmm. I've been teaching at. So that's, that's my story. Heather's goes back much earlier. <laughs> so I grew up in a Christian home. My parents were missionaries in Haiti. And so from earliest age on, I, I loved Jesus. Mm-hmm. And um, I do remember, though, um, one night at Family Devotions, my older brother John was asking my dad questions about heaven. And I remember thinking, well, I want to make sure that I'm a Christian and I'm going to go to heaven someday. So my mom and I went back into the bedroom and she just walked me through uh, the gospel and asking Jesus into my heart. And so I prayed and did that. And then it wasn't, I don't really know, it wasn't super long after that, uh, a man came and spoke in our missionary prayer meeting and talked about the little boy who gave his lunch to Jesus. And my mom says it was after that that then we were out at the beach and staying at this old, very old beach house. And uh, I came to her after being in the outhouse of all places and saying, uh, Mom, uh, I just, uh, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want, mm-hmm. I, I think he wants me to be a missionary. I, I'm letting he, him be the boss of my life. And after that, it was missions. If anybody asked me, what are you going to be when you grow up? I was, I'd always say a missionary. And at first I said a missionary nurse. And then my grandma said, oh, you're smart. You should be a doctor. So I said, okay, missionary doctor. <laughs> and then after one year of pre-med biology, I was like, eh not doing the doctor part so <laughs> it ended up I was a teacher and um and and the lord just gave me the desire of my heart to um to take me to Haiti right out of college I wasn't expecting that right away but that's what God did he opened the door and I was so delighted and then I came back and I met Sean and we're pursuing this relationship and and I knew God had called me to be a missionary and here's this guy that wasn't sure that he was going in the mission field and so I really had to walk through that with the Lord and uh he God really showed me Heather if I take away from you what you think it's is best it's because I have something better in mm-hmm. store for you and that really freed me to uh say yes to Sean but in that whole process then God called Sean also into missions it's too small a thing for me to you know, just send you to Israel the the words to about the Lord Jesus but God used that in Sean's life, and so that's Isaiah forty nine. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I went back to uh, Haiti one year after we were engaged, and he finished his seminary, and then I left. But we knew that God had missions in our future. What mm-hmm. we didn't know was where. Sure. And after ten years, then the Lord called us, and amazingly enough, back to Haiti. Mm-hmm. So, for someone who's listening, who's wrestling with, well. Is God calling me to missions or, well, I'm interested and maybe it's training people towards ministry work or doing something similar to what you both are doing on the field. What advice or or resources would you share with a person like that? Mm -hmm. You know, certainly talking to missionaries that you know is always a a good option. Um, 
you know, I guess unashamedly, I'll mention that World Team has missions coaches that okay. um, that are available, and they're not manipulative people at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, Good. They, they really want <laughs> they want to help people discern the will of God, mm-hmm. whether that's with World Team or some or somewhere else uh, on the mission field or local or whatever. I mean, the, th- the thing is, God's at work everywhere in the world, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so, uh, the, the big thing is, God has called us to Himself, and always say to people, number one, walk closely with the Lord. Because, well, number one, that's what we're made for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're made for Him. Uh, but secondly, you're going to be an awful missionary if you don't have a close walk with the Lord. Mm-hmm. So you really need to get that. That's number one. Uh, but then secondly, serve where you're at because you don't don't have this kind of glamorous idea that, oh, I'll do it overseas. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, you're probably not if you're not doing it in your own neighborhood or your own home, your your own community. And so uh, serve the Lord and grow and uh, develop a servant's heart. And as you seek Him, He does guide. Uh, but in addition, consult with people, mm-hmm. you know, get, get wise advice. And, um, you know, you could go to the worldteam.org website and, uh, you know, just put your, put your information in there and a missions coach will reach out to you. That's, that's another good option. Yeah, we often talk here about there's an inward call and there's mm-hmm. an outward call. There's a desire coming from the Lord, but then there's also people saying, yeah, you can do that. Right. That's a good fit for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and people people see what you're gifted at and, mm-hmm. and, and see the, the positive fruit that comes out of your efforts. Yeah. It's good. I, I think you can pray, too, for the Lord to put a passion on your heart for mm-hmm. people and for a place and that your heart would be open. And I have found great joy in reading missionary biographies. Mm -hmm. And if you don't like to read and listen to them, you know, but boy, the Lord has worked in my heart through those. And it just gives you uh, examples of those who've gone before you. Do you have any any favorites of those, Heather, that you'd share? I do. Um, My very favorite is called And the Word Came with Power by Joanne Shetler, a Wycliffe missionary in the Philippines. I also really love Peace Child by Don Richardson. That took place in... Uh, Irian Jaya, and then Brushko takes place in South America. Those are my top three, but I could come up with a whole lot more if you needed <laughs> That's more. That's good. So we've talked missions work. We've talked all the all the different things about how you guys are serving and what you're doing. But let's talk about just you all and, and what you enjoy doing outside of those things. So when it comes to personal hobbies, things that you enjoy doing for fun, what does Sean and Heather like to do for fun? My big hobby is bird watching. Okay. And anyone who knows me pretty well um, could answer that question. <laughs> is Columbia a good place for that? Anywhere is a good place for bird watching. That's one of the things I like about it because mm-hmm. there's birds everywhere. Um, you know, maybe Point Barrow, Alaska, not too many birds there. There are some, but not many. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I, I actually have over 700 bird species on my life list. Okay. And do you just watch nice. them or do you phot- are you a photographer with it? How do you do that? You know... As I get a little older, I want to do more photography. I haven't done a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a little investment in the equipment. Sure. Uh, it's a bit of an obstacle. But, um, yeah, but it's something I enjoy. It's, it's something in my family. You know, my, I learned that from my dad. And um, just enjoy God's creation mm-hmm. in that way. I mean, God is so creative in the way the plumages and the songs and, and all this. You know, it's like, yeah, this, this declares God's glory. 
So I, I enjoy that. I mean, I enjoy watching sports, visiting with people, reading books, that kind of stuff too. But my hobby, yeah, it's bird watching. Yeah. What about you, Heather? For me, I um, I love to read. I particularly like to read fiction, and that usually makes me stay up late at night and not get enough rest. Um, I also like playing the piano. I really like to sing. I also like scrapbooking, like online scrapbooking or Mm -hmm. even the old-fashioned way now. Very cool. Do you have, do either of you have a favorite Bible verse or life verse that you hold to? I would say I have one for my life and one for my ministry. Okay. Uh, My life verse uh, that God just really laid on my heart my first year of walking with the Lord was Psalm 119.11. I've hidden your word in my heart that I would not sin against you. And um, really sought to live by that. Hmm. You know, just be a man of the word of God. And uh, Jesus says, you know, that if you abide in me, my word abides in you. He's going to answer your prayers. Well, that's pretty compelling. In terms of ministry, it'd be 2 Timothy 2. And the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to reliable men who will also be qualified to teach others. And that's pretty much what I've been doing in ministry for the last 15-some years, mm-hmm. is investing in others and making helping them to shine for the Lord. Yeah, Great. What about you, Heather? Mine is Isaiah 43, verses 1 through 3. But now thus says the Lord, He who created you, O Jacob, He who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Wonderful. One final question for today's podcast. How can those who are listening and be praying for you all in your ministry? Um, I think I know what Heather's is, but... Uh, for me, uh, World Team has a global conference where all of our members are gathering in Asia. I can't tell you exactly. I'm not supposed to tell you exactly where, um, but I'm involved with uh, all of the workshops that mm-hmm. are going to be offered for those missionaries. Some are more member care related, um, self care, family. Others are much more missional, like uh, how to how to minister effectively in a Muslim context or things like this. Um, and it's my job to help train all of the presenters. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to be pretty much my whole month of April and into May. Um, that's a pretty weighty task, mm-hmm. uh, but a significant one. And the fruit of it, I think, can be strong. So um, ask asking the Lord to help me with all of those details and that it will be effective. So for for me, I, number one, our prayer request would be for our son, Eric, who is sick with chronic fatigue and Lyme disease. Hmm. Um, we're really praying that the Lord will either heal him through the treatment that he's going through or just reach down and touch his body and heal him. Um, but it, our heart's very sad for him, and, and he's in a lot of uh, pain and fatigue right now. Um, second would be um, making. I need to make some decisions, and I'm asking the Lord for guidance. Does he want me to work on a master's in care and counseling, um, moving in the direction of helping with World Team's member care program, and I already work on their child safety team, and so it would be helpful and good. The training would be good, but I don't know if this is the best timing, and I want to do what's best. And third, we're Looking for a couple of vehicles, yeah, <laughs> so that would be a yeah. A unfortunately, it's not the greatest time with 
to buy much of anything right now. So. That's true. All right. Well, we will be praying for those things. Again, we thank you both for uh, your great partnership and joining us for the conference and for this podcast. We thank you all for listening in as well. Please be praying for the Christian sins and seek to encourage them as we have the opportunity to. Uh, Thanks again for listening in today. We hope that you have a great week, and we look forward to sharing with you again real soon.